Welcome everyone to the Lighter Mind Podcast. In the Lighter Mind, we explore spirituality, personal growth, trauma, recovery, and the path to wholeness. The Lighter Mind Podcast is not intended to diagnose or treat any forms of mental illness. We are not licensed therapists unless otherwise noted, and these are experiential conversations. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Lighter Minds. My name is Kyle, and I've got Alan and Crow here with me. And today, we are going to be working on some more psychoeducational stuff. So we have done, we did boundaries a couple episodes ago, and I wanted to kind of hang out in that realm of communication still. So today, we are going to be working on the five love languages. And I have, I've done a paper on this, I've taught groups on this, I've done the five love languages stuff myself, Uh, my wife and I work on the five love languages stuff, and it's very, very vital information, especially for people in early recovery, just people in general. I mean, everyone should know what their love language is and you know what your partner's love language is what your family members love languages is your friends and stuff like that and so before we dive in i want to kind of explain what this is so the five love languages is based off of a book by gary chapman and it is called the five love languages the secret to love that lasts and These are five different ways that people speak and understand emotional love, which is very, very important for maintaining a healthy relationship. And these ways are words of affirmation, quality time, acts of service, gifts, and physical touch. And do you, I mean, I could go into what these are what do you guys yeah think? i think guys- so i uh yeah i was talking to my wife about it this morning and i've never ever i mean this is all new to me so yeah you know my little beavis and butthead brain was like <laughs> oh, here's my five love languages what are you wearing <laughs> so yeah okay for, i mean so i think uh so i can i can head the whole day well, for, for this one. yeah, yeah uh, read, read those off again go slow you got an affirmation <laughs> so i got words of affirmation quality time yep Acts of service, service, gifts, gifts, and physical touch. And I have explanations as to eat what each of those are. And then I'm going to kind of, I wrote a bunch of notes out for this um, that I took for my college paper on this. And I'm going to jump around this and circle back and explain why these are important, what they are. And we'll talk about it. So we got the first one on this list. So we have words of affirmation. So words of affirmation are any spoken word that expresses appreciation or respect for another person according to verywellmind.com. This is as straightforward as saying I love you or you're doing a good job or just giving someone a compliment. If words of affirmation is your love language, you actually need to hear, you need others to vocalize their love for you. All right, so does this mean that these five are kind of like the archetypes of different like different people like this one or is it a blend of all of them so i I do have that in here so some people 
and I'll, I'll 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 touch on this and I'll come back to explain a little bit further later. But most people have a couple of them. Most people have all of them, but some are stronger than others. And there's actually, for all the listeners, there's actually you can go through uh, Gary Chapman's book and do the workshops that he has in the book, or you can actually just find if you type into Google five love languages quiz or something like that you can it'll actually ask you a bunch of questions and then it'll rate you know how much you know if your gifts or acts of service or whatever it is and so like for me personally I have my biggest one is acts of service and then but the way that I show love or show like affection or something like that was is acts of service of course but it's also words of affirmation and but I don't necessarily need words of affirmation as much like I don't need to hear that as much but some people um, some people the way that they receive love can be different the way that they show it but it's important to know especially when you're having if you have communication issues with like let's say you have communications with your wife or your girlfriend or boyfriend or whoever it is important to understand that a lot of the communication issues come down to like not being able to either advocate for your needs or meet the needs of your partner. And so the five love languages really come down to being able to like advocate for our needs in like a healthier way. And so like an example of that would be, so I receive love through acts of service and I show I show love through acts of service and words of affirmation, but my wife needs quality time and physical touch. And that doesn't come like super naturally for me. Not saying that I don't like physical touch and quality time, but it's not like priority for my needs to get met. And so I have to make more of like a conscious effort to spend a little bit more quality time with her, uh, to give her hugs, to give her kisses and do stuff like that. And then she shows love by giving gifts is one of her biggest things because in, and I'll explain like what, what the significance of gift giving. Um, and I have another little story in here where I grew up and my, my dad is a very, he's a very stoic gentleman and growing up, I had the impression that he did not love me. And after I did the love languages, I realized that he was just showing me love. He was, he shows me love through like gifts and acts of service, which my, when I was younger, my, my love language was like words of affirmation. So it's kind of shifted as I've gotten older, but at like at a young age, like I needed to hear, I'm proud of you. I love you. He didn't do that very much. He would, you know, help me with car insurance or he would help me, you know, he would help me mow the lawn or he would do something like that. And so I needed, I didn't understand. It didn't like compute to me because I thought because he wasn't telling me he loved me, it meant that he didn't love me, but he was showing me that he, that he loved me, but in his own way. And so that's like, that's the importance of, of knowing this. And, um, Oh, we'll kind of, we can kind of circle back to that, but I wanted to kind of explain. So that's words of affirmation. You guys have questions about words of affirmation? No. Any comments? I, I get that. It's pretty straight. It's pretty yeah, straightforward. It's like, yeah. 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 And then we have the second one on here. We got quality time. 
So quality time means that you express your love by giving your undivided attention to those you care about. If quality time is your love language, you physically need to spend time with others to receive love. I think that's pretty straightforward as well. Mm -hmm. So if you, um, and a lot of people, like I, like I was just saying with like my wife, like if I'm not spending enough time with her, it upsets her. And so I really need to make a conscious effort knowing that this is how I can show her love. Like I actually need to spend time with her. So that's like a discipline that you had to develop. Yeah. And it's, and it's, it's a discipline and I have to be very, I have to be very mindful of it because it, it doesn't, I don't know. It just doesn't necessarily come natural for me because I, the, you know, the way that I see it is like if someone's in your life and you care about them, you don't, I, I don't know. It's just, no, I think I'm the know, same way. Cause I think Phoebe feels that way with me. Like, you know, on the weekend I'll be doing all kinds of stuff like mm-hmm. working on cars or whatever. And I don't realize that she just wants to spend time with me. Yeah. And, you know, come Sunday and I should, you didn't spend any time with me. And I'm like, yeah. Okay. So to me, mm-hmm. just that we're here together and we're doing our separate yeah. things. It's like, it's like enough, but right. not for her. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, so yeah. You guys, you guys are both married. Mm-hmm. I'm not. Live alone, very much alone. Mm-hmm. And there can be something that we can double back to on this point right here about this self journey. Mm hmm. Especially the how imperative that is in recovery, that I need my time to refuel, mm-hmm. and that's a discipline for me. Yeah, because I don't. Uh, I tend to lose myself if I don't take that quality inward time. So is that quality time with yourself? Is that what quality you value? Time alone to get out of my mind and really process myself and yeah. what I'm feeling. Dig through those resentments that are hiding. Mm-hmm. Do that inner work. Otherwise, the world will get a hold of you so fast, and then take you outside yourself, and then you lose yourself in the in relationships in the noise of the world. So in early recovery, this is. But we can come back to that. How okay. important that is for me when I'm done with with work for the week I need you guys know this you guys are really respectful of that mm-hmm. my Mondays is a blackout day I don't hardly talk to anybody at a grocery store I don't want I don't want no phone nothing mm-hmm. and I just want to go to the park and be by myself mm-hmm. to decompress yeah recharge so, a little bit too yeah to find that self-love yeah because you get spread pretty thin out there in the work. Absolutely. So Absolutely. yeah, we, let's come back to that one for folks and that's it's it's and people that are single. And, but that is that is highly relevant though to people in relationships as well too. Because yes. I have that as well. Yeah. And so I have to because I I am incredibly introverted, like to the point like I'm yes. highly empathic. I'm very mm-hmm. in tune with everything and i get very overstimulated and so and but my wife knows that you know when i tell her like i need to be alone like she respects that you know but that's still that plays into this healthy communication and like that's me advocating for my needs that like i need to be alone and i'm gonna sit down in this room listen to music or be in silence for a couple hours because that's yeah, what i need right absolutely. now. absolutely absolutely and everything you just said can be turned inward it absolutely I can. need to have quality time and process. Yeah, we do it really. where mm-hmm. I make her set a timer. Yeah, on her phone and leave me alone. Then yeah. she can come back. <coughs> yeah, yeah, oh, that's a great way yeah. to do it. Yeah, but that's that's super valuable too. That is super valuable. 
All right, so now we got, so we have acts of service. So acts of service are doing anything for your partner, friend, or family member that you know that they would appreciate. This could be something like folding laundry for them, cooking them a meal, uh, taking the trash out for them, taking the dog for a walk, just doing something so that they don't have to do it themselves. And it's and it's usually things that are of a minor inconvenience to the other person. And so for me, I ever since I've been in recovery, um, when I was out in North Carolina, one of our house managers was a chef. And so he would make us these crazy, crazy elaborate meals. And I've always told myself, like, in order to show my gratitude, like, I'm going to do the dishes. And I've, I do that. If someone makes me a meal, you can count that, like, I'm going to do the dishes because that's how I show my appreciation, my love, you know, and my gratitude. Yes. And so that's, like, the kind of stuff that I do for my acts of service is always going to do the dishes every nice. single time, you know, because if you're going to cook me something and take the time out of your day and, I, you know, I'm not going to. Yeah, we kind of have that same thing. Yeah. And my stepdad always did that. Like my mom would cook and he was like, it's least I can do is the yeah. dishes. Yeah. yeah, it's the least I can do attitude. You mentioned earlier your, when you're your house manager. Mm-hmm. You, I think you're referring to sober living? Yes, it is sober living. Okay, cool. Yes. Just yeah, to... I was at a sober, sober living and rehabs. I've worked at a few of them. Yeah, nice. Yep, Just yep. wanted to clarify that with the audience. I knew that, but... All right, now we got gifts. So this one... This one's a little bit confusing for some people because some people don't understand. It almost looks like shallow and materialistic for a lot of people, but it's pretty clear cut. You show your love for other people by giving gifts, but with gift giving, it is it is about the act of thinking about the other person when they're not around and then making a conscious effort to buy them something. Um, and so it is really, I mean, the old saying, like, it's the thought that counts when mm-hmm. it comes to gift giving. It's not actually about the materialistic thing that they're giving you. Right. It's about, hey, you know, this person would appreciate this. I think I'm going to buy this for them. And that's, that's it's about as simple as it gets. And how you receive also. Yes. How you receive those gifts. Yeah. To go, Yeah. There's a lot more to that too. Mm-hmm. There to, absolutely is to to see how do I receive a gift? Am I embarrassed by it? Yeah. Does it make me flush? Does it? Do I feel undeserving of it? Yeah. Uh, or am I, you know, perhaps skeptical? Like, yeah. You know, what's your motive? Then I'm fear. Then I'm, you know, I, I'd study yourself there. These are good. Okay. Yeah. It's it's important though. It's important. Yeah. And then we have physical touch. And so physical touch is expressing your love through touch, closeness, or any other forms of physical connection like holding hands, kissing, hugging, sex. I mean, mm-hmm. pretty pretty simple too. And this has been something, this has been challenging for me. So I, I took my first, oh God, I, my first love language quiz in my senior year of high school. I had a amazing teacher who had a relationships class that was teaching and his whole thing was teaching us about communication and relationships and a little bit of self-discovery and you know this brilliant brilliant man and i struggled with this at first i really did because i have always had a difficult time advocating for my needs i've had a difficult time communicating 
I tend to be very selfish sometimes and which kind of works to my detriment when we are when when we're talking about healthy communication and and not even just advocating for my needs but supporting the needs of people around me that I think was the most challenging thing for me was to be able to look outside of myself with compassion and empathy and you know what does my what does my girlfriend need what does my wife need you know what does my mom need my dad need what does my friend need or something like that that was that was I struggled with that and I still do sometimes but I have to continue to like bring myself back to because I think that the love languages for me are like the building blocks of healthy communication because as, as soon as I get into an argument with my wife I start thinking the first thing I think is like okay there's a need that's not being met between either me or her right now Oh, that's pretty big and so the first thing the easiest way to get that done is to look at like okay we have a we have a clear-cut explanation of what our needs are right now you know and so let's say okay so i've been spending enough time with her and i've been giving her cuddles at night okay so it's obviously it's not those needs and then we start kind of moving up the list of like are you hungry you know are you just tired you know is there some i don't know is there some other intimacy intimacy issue that we're dealing with but a lot of the things a lot of the issues that we've actually come about come down to like these these, these love languages Mm-hmm. Because these are our needs right here. And outside of the halt, hungry, angry, well, lonely, yeah, tired. I would, I would say they're almost just as valuable, you know, yes. or I would say halt is probably more valuable. And then love languages would be probably right above there. A little there. more digging on yeah. love languages. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that they're kind of right above there. Um, all right. So I actually have. I have a little blurb in here. It says, okay, so why does any of this matter? Why, why, does it, why does it matter? And I've kind of explained a little bit. But it says, understanding our love languages is a way for us to advocate for our needs and to meet the, ne- the needs of those around us. We talk about our need for water, food, and shelter, but we don't talk about our need for connection and understanding your love languages is a guaranteed way to get that need met. Mm-hmm. So this is about the need for connection, intimacy, what are you thinking over there? Well, I'm just taking it in right now. Yeah. This is this is some really good uh, groundwork, preliminary groundwork for some very intensive personal work. It is. Um, and, you know, it's, it's like, boy, you dig into these five mm-hmm. and you're going to find, you know, your bugaboo somewhere. Yeah. And it's gonna it's gonna splinter out, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, this is this is great stuff. Yeah, it, it, to know these, I think I think also, to what you've said is is really a lot to you, um, that speaks highly of you and the work that you've done in your recovery. Uh, which is tremendous because I've watched it now for years. I appreciate it, man. And uh, just the fact that you're aware. Gotta be. You're aware. Uh, and so far from the kid that, you know, when you were telling your your story um, and going back to your journey and you were in high school and, and I think I can quote, I was going to burn the house down. Correct. 
Correct. <laughs> for a kid that, I mean, we're coming out of addiction. Let's let's face it. It is all ego. It is all confusion and not having a clue to how to go inward first to do this sort of work to understand that there even is such a thing. But you've given us a roadmap, and this is great. Yeah. I mean, I think it's um, – you kind of touched on something at the beginning there. Um, I think that and, and it, which you were kind of touching on reminded me of when I first started this, I think the other thing that I really struggled with is I think I know, I think I knew what my love languages were, but I also did not feel deserving of receiving that love. Uh-huh. And this so is... it was like I was advocating for them, but at the same time, there was another part of me that was pushing back because I actually didn't think that I deserved it. And so I just lived in this, you know, purgatory between like wanting my needs to be met and also being like, fuck you, you don't deserve to have your needs met. Right. And right. that was something that's, that's the other thing that, when you start when you start to really become aware of what your needs are there's going to be you know we could i mean well it's an unraveling it's an unraveling but parts of yourself are going to fight are going to fight back and that and that really starts digging into shame and guilt and all that kind of stuff that i've i've recently been working on which is incredibly difficult to get past yeah but it's but it's very it's 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 good to be aware if you're shaming yourself. And I think that that's, and I think that if you, for anyone who's listening to this, who's just trying to get into recovery or just trying to get into this new way of living, if you want to start advocating for yourself and want to start participating in healthy relationships, like you're going to burn your own bridges, you know? And, and, but I think it's important to know that like, we are the ones that are standing in our own way during this process, but it's important to be aware that we are the ones that are hurting ourselves. And we're responsible. Yeah, we are. We are responsible for doing the inner work Mm -hmm. first before we go carrying that into a marriage, a relationship, especially early out of sobriety. Mm -hmm. We've we've all seen this. It's incredibly challenging Mm -hmm. because you don't even know yourself and you're just going to and I quote, burn that house down. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, you're carrying the flame from one shelter to the next, but you've got to take that, the responsibility to claim the awareness. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's the cost, I guess, of awareness mm-hmm. is responsibility. It is. And once you, you know, it, 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 as we delve deeper into this sort of inner work, and you take that time and that responsibility, you can't unsee it. Yeah. You know it's there. And you know where of these five to begin, what is hitting what other little nerve ending um, that's going through you anatomically. You feel it. You know it. Um, and what are you hiding from? There's the next thing. Yeah. What are we hiding from? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, that one hurt. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, let's explore. Yeah. You know, because if you're taking quality time, then you're doing this work. Yeah. It, it, it's a discipline. No, it absolutely is. It absolutely is. And it goes, and it's, yeah, I mean, you're really talking about like digging into the muscle. Oh, I mean, God, and I think yeah. that's, and I, and I really think that when you start, 
when you really start cause, i mean because i think that this on the surface seems like just such like a simple thing of being like hey like i need to spend more time with you but when you start to go down that journey like you really start digging into like some heavier heavier shit yes you you do yes you do um it sucks it does yeah but because there can be a lot of denial in that denial and being molded yeah that you're not aware of and that's just going to breed more uh inner discontent yeah that you're not even aware but you're putting up putting up in in lieu of something else i.e a relationship that's just solely you know based on um, fear of the spouse and and that person leaving me dear god i don't want that person to leave my life you know uh who will i be without them or whatever um and it, and it's just going to lead to anxiety mm-hmm. top to bottom if you if you're not aware of this but this is great stuff yeah well i'm glad i'm it's I'm a glad. nice road map it 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 absolutely is and i think that it fits in really well with the beginning stages of recovery in general and how, how late you know, into your recovery were you when you started digging in and doing that deep work well i started doing it in my addiction actually and Holy yeah smokes. so when i was when i was a senior in high school like i had said i i had that that's when i first had learned about it and oh my god Dude, my first year, I would say my first year when I started doing my, my set of steps, I, I did it all. I mean, I try, I tried to do it all. Everything, everything, every seed that had been planted in my mind, I tried to just grow. I tried to water, water, water everything Mm -hmm. and not even just to like utilize it, but to truly understand the importance of it. Yeah. And this was one of those things. I think, um, I did not really hundred percent i still don't have a hold on communication i just don't i've like especially with my wife like i struggle with that and she will completely agree with me you know it's she's definitely, still married, yeah, yeah. She, she's still i mean married, it's definitely yeah. like it's tough but <laughs> i mean it's it's work definitely in progress. yeah i mean it's it's a work in progress but it's but i give myself like little victories you know when i in in this i mean this is even tied into like vulnerability because a lot of these, yeah. because asking for your needs it puts you in a very vulnerable position. And vulnerability is really, you know, when we're putting ourselves in a position and not knowing what the outcome is going to be, but we're doing it anyway. And having these uncomfortable conversations that I've had to have of like, hey, like, I'm not receiving this need from you. Like, can we do something to work with this? And she is absolutely willing to work with me, but it still puts me in that just armorless, fear like jesus you know like yeah. sometimes yeah. when i'm having these conversations about advocating for my needs i'm i'm physically shaking just because it's like it's so so challenging for me to let anyone see kyle to see like the real me right and so it's and it's and i'm i'm almost eight years sober i've been doing this for eight years i mean diligently and it's um I might never get a complete hold on it, but I think as long as like I'm continuously trying to practice this, I think that the relationship will continue to improve over time. If she's if she continues to be willing to work on it as well, mm-hmm. then it's even better because I think that once again in a healthy relationship, it it has to be effort on both parts, and sometimes that can't be 
you know, I was listening to a little uh, short that Brene Brown was saying, and she was saying that like a relationship can't be 50-50 every single time because some people walk into the house after work and they only have 20, you know, or they only have 15%. And the other person has to be able to like pick up that other 75% or 80% or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so it's, and I think that's, you know, this kind of comes to like meeting meeting your partner, meeting your friend, meeting your family members, like where they're at and being able to help them with their needs. Having the honesty to approach it that way and the wherewithal to be ready for that. Mm -hmm. That's the hard work of a relationship or with your, your spouse Mm -hmm. or with yourself, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's, that's another problem. That's a whole talk in and of itself is that we'll give our our spouse the break but do we give ourselves enough of a break Ooh, and yeah yeah right yeah this is what i'm getting to here that's why i'm always turning it in because mm-hmm. y'all are married i'm not but i've been having this relationship going on and it's just a constant work there but to give crow the break is tough but i but i think yeah. that's ultimately you know in marriage in relationship or alone, single, however you want to go through the world, I think that ultimately is what gives us hope. You know, it's not the 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 guarantee of something better, but it's the possibility of change. I think, yeah, it is what gives me hope. Is the possibility? I'm not going into anything, any day, anybody that I'm come across. I'm not going in with expectations. And I mm-hmm. think, you know, is, is hope. That's what hope I, th- I think I've come to is the possibility. Just give me the possibility of change mm-hmm. and in myself and in others. And, and that's, that's really, really what keeps me going. And just the curiosity. I think if we go into that, it keeps us, you know, d- tell me you don't get curious about Kyle. The more and more you dig in, it's like, well, you can't unsee it, bro. I mean, come yeah. on. Yeah, it's, it's, you're learning about yeah. Kyle. It's like, it's like the Wizard of Oz. I mean, you pull back that curtain, like, <laughs> yep. you already know too much at that point. <laughs> you're, you're you already know that. Back. Yeah. You're not going back. It's yeah. like, no, Kyle, we've come too far. And now, you know, you have this lovely wife, and you guys are just, carrying that sort of work into the oh, marriage yeah. and i think that's just yeah that's just so cool yeah it's it's definitely challenging it definitely is and i got before we proceed with this conversation i, I we've already kind of talked about this the miscommunication mode i just want to cover all my bases here so i have this last little thing it says that understanding your love language and the love language of your partner is also a way to resolve miscommunication within a relationship Sometimes within a relationship, there can be resentment, frustration, and anxiety that is aimed towards your partner, and most of the time that can be cleared up by communicating a simple need that your partner wasn't aware of. Mm. So this this ties it back into that communication piece. Yeah. You know, and I think that like within like for me personally, I think that a lot of miscommunication comes down to ignorance, you know, and I think it's just not knowing that my wife needs something from me. Well, so when Phoebe and I were doing our counseling, the first day we went there, the lady handed us a sheet, big, you know, a sheet of paper, and it was just printed the same thing, line after line. It was like, I will not assume. Oh, right. 
Mm, yeah, so, that's hard. Um, yes. And that, to me, that touches on that, that for communication, you know, and I think this is human nature is you fill in the blanks, like your wife's doing something or saying something and then you paint the rest of the picture. Yeah. Even though it may not even be remotely what's going on in their mind. Yeah. That's how you're perceiving it. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, that's assuming like, so, you know, whatever she's did this. So you're like, because of this, this and this and this and this, even though it may be completely different. Mm-hmm. Right. So you need to learn how to communicate that. And some of that's hard. Like you said, like you were shaking, there's stuff that, it's you know, a, yeah. a is painful to bring up. Or B, you know, you can be like, oh, this, I don't want, you're worried, you assume what the answer is going to be, right? So Mm -hmm. you've painted the picture in your mind that they're doing this because of this. And then in your mind, you're painting this picture that could be completely different than what they're actually doing. Yeah. Right. And then I think with time that those the those little cracks can become you know giant valleys mm-hmm. because you don't communicate well and that's really a challenge because everyone has a different style and it goes to your love languages and and then i was you know as i was sitting here listening to you like so what if only one of you is interested in this love language kind of thing like like the other person just doesn't care like oh, it's stupid you know, so you yeah. kind of have to guess what their love language is, right? I mean, you can, I can kind of tell, like, I know, I, after listening, I know what mine are, sort of, and what my wife's are, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, what I always... But the have, rest you assume. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, you know, you both got to be willing to do the work. Yeah, and I... And some yeah. people aren't into it, like, you know, like, I don't care about that, that, you know, like... Like my brother always used to call it that L. Ron Hubbard New Age bullshit, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Well, well, um, you know, well, if, if you leave it to assumption, that's a such a bad, bad place to leave it to because of all the, you know, the possibilities in the quantum world, you are creating, you are creating yeah. the worst one. Uh, if you're if, anything like like Crow here, you you can your mind can easily go downhill. Yeah, my imagination is way, way crazier than reality. Oh, yeah. Well, and there's oh, that just, quote, I don't know yeah. if it was, you know, I've suffered so much more in, you know, in my imagination yeah. than reality, whoever it was. Yeah. You know, you... But I, I I think to go, I mean, to go back to that, that point, if like if someone, and not, I mean, not to like completely psychoanalyze this, but I feel like if someone is completely unwilling to do the work, there are more steps that have to take place before that yeah. even happens because yeah. there's you know in i mean there's there's vulnerability issues trust issues potentially trauma i mean there's you know like yeah. sometimes like it, you know sometimes they're like and this is kind of goes back to what i was saying earlier that's kind of us standing in our way especially like when you have i don't know like if if yeah, I, I can only like take it like like personally like if my if my wife were completely unwilling to do the work i i don't know she's yeah it's almost but i don't think it's hiding something you think some people just think it's fine as it is 
Or there are people like, you know, I read once when I graduated college that most people don't ever read a book again after they yeah. get out they're of They're just content with where right. they're at, so, which, is, which is okay, right. too. Yeah, you know? it's, it's There's fine. nothing wrong with that. But, you know, and I'd say in my relationship with my wife, I'm much more into this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I, if I said, hey, you want to do this? It's like the uh, attachment style thing. We have the quiz. I'm supposed to fill it out on what I think it is for her. But I'm like, I'm just going to have her do it. And it's been sitting for months. Like... And granted, she's busy. I'm busy. And I've moved on to the 10 next books. Yeah. So that one's kind of been on the back burner. But, you know, if I said, you need to read this book and we're going to do this together, I think I would get like, no, nah, I don't want to do that. Well, the, so the question is, and this is something that I've been working on, too. I was reading through Brene Brown's book and she was saying that clear is kind. And so the meaning behind that and what I've what I've learned to do instead of like telling someone that they need to do someone is explaining to them like almost I mean almost like bringing that baby head down you know for someone who's not at all willing to do the work who you know doesn't see the point of it it's like it's because they have they usually haven't been given like a thorough enough explanation right you know even if it's just like if it's something that's important to you you know like that could be a good enough of an explanation. Yeah, but I, I look at personalities. Like when we went to the therapy, marriage counseling, whatever you want to call it, she was really like into it. Like she wanted to do it. I was like, screw that, man. I don't want to do that. So we can do this on our own. We don't need a third party. Right. So what if, you know, so say you've got people with different personalities, like someone I think wants to go to someone who's an expert and be like, fix us. Or help us communicate better or whatever. And it worked. Mm-hmm. We learned how to communicate better. But if I had said, oh, we'll just get a book. I'll re- we can both read it and talk about it. Because, um, I mean, we did this book, The Power of Two, which um, we've never done since. And this is what was like finally the last straw before we decided to have this counseling. Mm-hmm. And we did the first like exercise and it was just painful. Like mm-hmm. we were arguing. It was like something about laundry. It's just these questions <laughs> and you talk about it. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit, we can't get past the first day in this 300-day journey or however long this book is. I don't even know how long it was. I'm like, you know. So that's when I was like, all right, well, maybe we can have a mediator like teach us this kind of stuff. And it works, Teach you the language. Which is is what's necessary sometimes. It is necessary. We need need mentors, man. We can't get away from that. Yeah, because we only know so much with what we're given. You know, right. So, and we're going. I want to change my word. We're not hiding all the time. We're protecting. We're protecting something for a reason. But to defend that, we're going to come at. I think. Correct me if I'm wrong. But we're going to we're going to come at that through the lens of my belief system. Yeah, and your own perception, which, which has always worked fine all these years. It's like, well, and you fell in love with that, so it must be working. So when it's all good, and it works until it doesn't, and yeah. then you're like, ooh, okay. Yeah, and I think that yeah, it's one of those things that like it works until it doesn't work. Yeah, and I think yeah. and I and think then that you have no clue why. Yeah, and I think that that's that's the importance of almost psychoanalyzing ourselves and being mindful and watchful of like our own behaviors and to like, I, I call, I call my process shedding, you know, shedding mm. my shadow mm-hmm. and it's really, um, you know, it's, it's just like the sh- the snake, you know, the, the snake doesn't need that skin anymore. Right. You know, it no longer serves me. And I think it's, it's important to be vigilant and to really pay attention to 
what is no longer serving us. And so sometimes, you know, sometimes the behaviors that I had when I were, when I was single served me better than they did when I was in a relationship. Correct. And it's important to identify what things we need to actually let go of, what things are actually serving us. And that's a whole another wormhole that we can and, go down. But you know, there's a, there's a quote right there from Nietzsche that I'm off. To, oh, I pretty much do my whole groups around, which is the snake that cannot shed its skin must perish. Yeah. As well as the minds who cannot change their opinions, they cease being mind. Mm. So if you're not, uh, you know, fully mind, then what are you? You're a walking belief coming into an argument with your fight, yeah. or you're a walking defense mechanism. Yeah, which is where a, all those assumptions come from, and everything. I mean, that's bet. that's where you that's bet. where everything comes from. So, so we need a communicator. You're right, Styles, and you did yeah. a lot, a lot. Of, I remember when you did uh, did a lot of shadow work yourself well, yeah yeah and and how did that play out then in terms of you know communicating better with phoebe the more you well, sometimes it's great and other times you know you fall back even though it's been years you i can fall back into routines from 10 years ago like oh mm-hmm. it's much easier to just do this right now fuck you <laughs> exactly yeah. I, I know yeah. it's the old work on the bus yeah you know yeah. or whatever so um yeah so I, you know I, I think a lot of this especially this one this subject is predicated on the fact that both if you're in a relationship both people need to be on the same page as far as wanting to use these tools to make things better. Yeah, and uh, I've, yeah, mm-hmm. I, Absolutely. I agree. Yeah, so, um, but I think if you were single, it would still be a good thing to know. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, especially if you plan on someday, like, being in a relationship again, right? Mm -hmm. Like, well, I know what my love languages are, so I can kind of, as we go through this, you know, even if the other person doesn't know you know that, you can kind kind of steer the relationship in a way that you get your needs met. Yeah. For lack of a better term. And then, you know... Again, you'd have to either say, hey, I really like this book. You mm-hmm. should read it so we can make our relationship stronger. But they might be like, yeah, no, we're fine. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's a, I always say, like, you know, with my wife, whenever with the dogs, do you think they're OK? Like Milka, the one that died a few months ago. Mm-hmm. And I always say, yeah, they're fine until they're not fine. So and that's kind of like a relationship. It's fine until it's not fine. You know, like one yeah. of our friends was telling uh, me couple weeks ago that he was at a wedding and met someone ran into someone he dated in college but she was in a a relationship with a guy Mm -hmm. you know and then on the 4th of July he got a text from her and she was like hey it's over between this guy you know and he had just been saying how great this person was and he's like well I'm sorry and she's like no it's been two years in the making Right. Mm-hmm. So it's it was fine two yeah. years ago when he saw her. It seemed fine, but now it's not fine. Yeah. And yeah. How could that have 
that trajectory had changed for them if they knew how to they knew each other's love languages how to communicate how to not assume i mean so and maybe the love languages are the foundation but maybe there's a sub foundation what if it's interpersonal communication skills like you can know yeah. uh, like so is what is and i haven't read it so and this is all new to me i mean that's this obviously the five things are not new to me right mm -hmm. like i kind of get all those things yeah they're not but you just nailed it. something really big right there you're talking about the the two the two aspects of this these five that really hit me is how important it is to look at this intra perspective and inner perspective because you have one that you guys are going out and talking about in your marriage and i'm over here the single guy talking about the inner perspective because I still have to wrestle with all these things, you know, even though there's nobody in my life, I still have to think about that physical touch and what mm -hmm. does that mean? And mm -hmm. if I have a thought, you know, uh, about going out and getting a date, it's like, why? Is there, is there a lack of something? Okay. Yeah. If it's sex, mm -hmm. let's, let's take, let's bring up the big kahuna yeah. that everybody yeah. squeals about. Okay. If it's <laughs> sex, all right. What part of that do I want and why would it be healthy sex or is it just sort of, you mm -hmm. know, this bra a raw mammalian thing in me that's just lustful. Okay. Yeah. Where's it coming from? I right. mean, without having a loved one in my life that I really want to share that intimacy with, where's mm -hmm. this, where is it coming? I mean, there's a lot of stuff that you, you know, you, you still have to wrestle with the affirmations because I don't, I get lazy. I don't have to really, you know, and, and the gifts, I'm just not used to that. Because yeah, I don't have I, a spouse. I dated a girl in so college there, that that was her thing, and it was weird to me. Like, yeah, you know, she brings stuff, and I'm like, mm -hmm. well, what? Yeah, it like doesn't. Yeah. yeah. And well, it, I can I can awkward. assure you, when I was married, <laughs> I would have I would have failed about four of these right yeah. now. So, um, yeah, yeah, but I think I think it is. But that was when I was drinking too. Yeah, so. I I think it is. I think being able to look like introspectively with that and being able to kind of piece apart like the fears, the insecurities and the needs and all that stuff. I think that that really, I think that does kind of give us a foundation for being able to communicate more. Yeah. Does that make sense? So Absolutely. I think it's like, and I think that that's what, I, what I'm really trying to get down to is like, this isn't, this isn't like the, the, like the cure all. For relationships this isn't like if you know your love languages your relationship's gonna be fucking perfect right i think that this just gives us a tool to be able to have those interpersonal communication skills hey it's all about awareness yeah just i having think these, it's even no even just memorizing the names and then right being yeah able to well and i think out. a lot of being in a relationship or even just day-to-day -day life is awareness yeah you know uh -huh. like it is kids we worked with i used to tell them that old you know action and reaction and i think it was uh victor frankel that talked about that that like 10 that pause you know count to 10 before mm. if something bothers you 
count to 10 before you react to it. Cause I mean, with me and given my sharp tongue and Greek, <laughs> half Greek temper, you know, that, that fucking shit comes out in a hurry. You know, and it's I remember always, I knew your uncle. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's always uh, yeah. something you re- end up regretting. Like, as soon as it usually will come out, I'd be like, oh, God, I can't believe I said that. Yep. Well, there's no taking it back. You can't so take it back. Then so. I would always double down like, yeah, might like, as well bury the body, ball, too. I'm going to I'm all in on this yeah. one now. Might as well. So, yeah. you know, so I think you've got to We'll never have, be friends now. Exactly. I'm going to make sure of it. Some level of self-awareness. And, you know, but I think these, these are valuable in that, like, Mm-hmm. knowing what I need. Mm-hmm. Like when I used to be in relationships, I always saw myself and I'm a Leo, I'm a Leo man. So, um, <laughs> that probably but, affects everything about your personality right. ever. <laughs> but I always pictured myself as this lion protecting, like yeah. my number one part of a relationship was to be, to protect mm. that person. Like above all the way of showing love was making sure they were always safe and free of harm right yeah so i don't know what where's that one fit in that is that a gift is that what is that acts of service acts probably of service. Service. Yeah, yeah i would say right. probably acts of service yeah i would the say tor- acts of service yeah. and there was, how many how many of jung's archetypes too yeah you know the yeah. warrior the king mm-hmm. um you know I, I there is something i that that you were you were talking about you were talking about the um, the relationship that lasted a couple years and was in the making of breaking up and stuff yeah. like that. So I think one of the things that the in like the the importance of this kind of work and communication is, and I, I had a conversation recently with someone about this, is that this type of work is about. And there's a little saying that I have is that you have to like prepare for the rainy days when it's sunny outside and so this is almost like preparation work because if we don't if we if everything's fine if we're if we're doing if the relationship's fine or if we're just personally we're doing okay and shit hits the fan if we haven't learned during the sunny days when everything's fine and peachy if we haven't learned boundaries communication advocating for our needs it's just going to make everything 100% worse when like those things aren't actually fine. Right. And so this could almost be used as more of a preparation skill, you know, alongside, you know, learning your communication styles, which is something else we can we can discuss on here. Um, you know, learning love languages, assumptions, boundaries. I think that all of those things are the foundation and the building blocks for just preparing for when those difficult conversation uh, conversations actually have to happen. Because um, I've run into it personally, you know, within within my marriage and within my relationship, even like pre-marriage, where we we really did think everything was fine for the longest time. And then when we actually ran into an issue, we didn't know how to discuss it. Mm-hmm. We didn't know we didn't have enough self awareness. Um, we didn't have. We were running into the. Oh my god! When we first started dating, we were running into each other's trauma walls. We would just continuously trigger each other, and then I, you know, we would go into projecting and I, just all kinds of 
trauma filled kind of stuff. And I think that all of these communication things and along with taking care of, you know, our physical, mental and spiritual health, I think are can really help us prepare for those those rough seas because those are inevitable, especially within a relationship. Right, right. This this is a great, great point because I I'm a big proponent of, of this and we'll get into this maybe another week when we you know step into spirituality meditation mm. meditation allows us to step out step back use use the other components that we know that aren't cognitively uh, real coherent all the time like within the scope of words it allows us space to practice practice our sobriety in every every way in every aspect using visualization using just practicing scenarios practice going through this preparing yourself for every situation in life i mean um that that goes so deep what i just said so hang on right. to that thought well, because in, in the in because, mindfulness you know i mean <coughs> mindfulness is pretty key to that whole like so you're aware of what you know what's going on and you can look back kind of get the thousand ten thousand foot view yes the view from above absolutely Um, yeah it gives you a break from you it allows you to get out of the way of yourself it allows your mind cognitively time to rest neurocognitively time to dissipate what you anticipate to to get rid of all of your preconceptions, your misconceptions, it allows you to step above them, like you said, view from above, and you can just say, whoa, this, you know, it, yeah. it, let's just take a breather. But I think that that really goes back to that word that you keep bringing up, that responsibility, because I think that that, I really think that being aware of how we show up, just not just in a relationship, but in the world in general, I think that that's, being able to take a step back and really analyze our own behaviors makes us responsible for our behaviors. Absolutely. It's, that's, it starts with me, you know, right. it starts with me. And then, you know, people can bitch all they want to, Oh, the world is going to hell in a handbasket. Well, I'm not going to jump into those conversations. I quit doing that when I sobered up because it's like, I looked in the mirror first and I take care of me and then it's in terms of my service and showing up in the world and that broader ecosystem of what am I doing about it rather Mm -hmm. than am I just a mouthpiece for all the you know death and destruction and despair it's like well get your ass off the couch and do something about it Mm -hmm. and the more that I do delve into that service I still don't want to participate in that conversation because I'm still on my own responsible journey as best I can do. So the, I guess it's the more you learn, the more you learn you don't know. Yeah. And, and yeah. You, you just get further and further out there, in there, wherever you want to put it, that you just say, you know, get to work, Crow. Just do it. Do the work. And yeah remember that the cost of awareness is responsibility Mm. so if you want to become aware of all these tools skills adaptations of everything that we learn in sobriety the you know all the different groups you attend 
uh, take in your sponsor. You got to go in with humility and and responsibility. That's the cost of awareness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Beautifully said, man. Let's go through those real quick for everybody at home again. Yeah, I just can I repeat them? Yeah, go for it. You got Afro because I wrote them down. Yeah, Kyle. Yep. Affirmation. Words of affirmation. Words of affirmation. Has to be vocalized. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. That is an important thing in there. Thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you. Words of affirmation. Quality time, either with yourself doing your work and with your spouse, your loved ones. Well, that one really, I think, is not with yourself. I think the quality time is with the other it's suppo- It's supposed to be... It's supposed to be with others. But, but we could... I'm sorry, I'm if, bending it. To if, it. But, it, but, it yes. but if but if you wanted he's, it, he's, if, got the, he's got this the bachelor got, version. Yeah. But quality but, time. But well, realistically, hey, no, no, no. I get, I time, understand, it, but that can fall under responsibility. But I would say contextually, yeah. yes, this is yes quality time with the other, with the other with person. others with right. others, with others. Yeah. but yes. if you dig deeper we can arrive at your conclusion okay too. you're you right. know? <laughs> i'm sorry i'm so used to this right. inner journey that, i'm sorry guys but yeah absolutely and not just goof off you know time to get chores done side by side in your house right it's real real like you don't you have date nights you guys i mean I, i'm i'm trying to implement that because i think and I also the other thing I'm trying to implement is just sitting and talking with no TV or nothing going yeah. on because apparently sitting and watching TV is not quality time. Nope. <laughs> which I which uh, I have so it, and it's weird though for me like yeah no phone. Um, her decompression from her job, which is is fairly stressful, is to just shut off her mind watching TV like. That's, I don't think that's she's, what my like, wife does too. I don't think she's actually watching it. She's just there, it's existing, there. <laughs> yeah, escaping. They're escaping. Yeah, there's nothing wrong that, with that's that. That's your thing. That's how you decompress. For me, you know, like there's a lot of times I'll just go out in the garden and weed, mm-hmm. or you know, water the the freaking vegetables. To me, that's my kind of decompression time. But you know, the TV, television, to me, is just. I mean, I didn't own one for like years mm-hmm. like no television no nothing mm-hmm. it was great you know now i appreciate it on some level but mm-hmm. you know, sure whatever it's just i don't think i'm gonna lay on my deathbed and make man i missed that last episode of, like, <laughs> <laughs> of, my of, life's like, not complete yeah. <laughs> how did game of thrones hey, exactly yeah. <laughs> oh, like, i missed the last episode i'll never be, die complete yeah so that's um, all about balance well everything's about balance yeah I mean, yeah trade-offs so, trade-offs you know you, you give up one thing to get another and yeah you know i mean it depends on what you're willing to sacrifice you know <laughs> I saw something today. They weren't talking about. Uh, well, we got dogs. We yep. all know this podcast listeners. Um, it wasn't uh, you know what you want in life. Like if you want to get rich, it's like how much pain are you willing to go through to get that? Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. Like because you have to sacrifice something. Oh, yeah. You know, I oh, look yeah. at my brother and he sacrificed watching his son grow up. And I remember when he first started on Wall Street, he was like, I can get you a job. He goes, but here's what's going to happen is you'll show up Monday morning at the firm and you're going to bring five suits in 
because you're going to sleep under your desk and you're going to get up the next day and do it. And then on Friday you can go home and yeah, sleep no. for the weekend and get your suits clean and come back and do it again. I'm like, no, no, I'm good. Yeah. So it's trade-offs. You yeah. Know, had trade-offs. I done that, I think about that. I'm like, what if I'd done that? How different would my life be? Exponentially. You know? I mean, yeah, different. I mean, yeah. but would it be better? I don't know. Probably it's, not. It's relative. I mean, right. I mean, you know, I may who knows? Died of a heart attack or stress or, you know, been Which sitting is, at desk yeah. jockey kind of job and gotten, instead of 300 pounds, I'd have been 500 pounds, you know, so. It's tough to say yeah. that it, you would have ended up the mindful person yeah, that you are. Yeah, maybe not. It could have been just like some kind of really, like, a hollow rich guy, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we got service. Number three, service. Yeah, acts of service, just doing doing something for someone else. And it's usually an inconvenience for the other person, you know, or at least the thing that you're doing. Well, I I worded that wrong. The thing that you're doing for them would have been an inconvenience if they had to do it themselves. Which is, I I had a giant mountain of laundry I'm going to fold. It's i'm the laundry guy yeah you know it takes pressure off i don't work you know but that but that takes pressure off of your wife you know back in the day we would trade off cleaning up dog poop she would do the winter months and i would do the the warm months Mm because the warm oh yeah the warm dog poop is a little more fragrant than the the frozen dog poop And, and uh one cute thing about my wife is she dry heaves very easily. <laughs> so, it's pretty funny yeah, to watch her a... cleaning up a dog poop. She's like, there. <laughs> so I, since COVID, I've done all the dog poop cleaning yeah. up. Like, and, and you know, whatever. I don't care. I just go out there and clean up the poo. Who cares? Yeah. You know. Because um, I'm sure she's picking up slack in other areas. Yeah. Too. Well, she's mm-hmm. so she makes she's the one that brings home the paychecks. <laughs> has, right. the, has the health insurance. So, yeah, uh, the so insurance. Uh, all yeah. The, uh, all she's the, bringing you home the gifts. Yeah. yeah exactly. Right. Hey, which, which, is for? which leads it's in. Yeah. yeah. Is yeah. That, did I read it? All of it is just gifts. Yep. Or it's gift just, giving. It's, or? Uh, gift giving, gift receiving. I mean, like okay. I was saying at the beginning. Uh, we can show love differently than we receive it, but yeah, gift is more about the the thought of someone right. while you're purchasing a gift. And, and that's just a hard one for me to wrap my head around. Yeah. And after you explained it, I'm like, it's still, I, yeah, because I'm not, I'm not there with it either. Like I, my, my wife gives gifts too, and like, why, you know, I, I, I appreciate them because I think I see their full value uh, through the lens of the love languages. But that's not, you know, there's there's other ways that people can do things for me that I appreciate more, if that yeah, makes sense. no, that makes sense. You know? my wife does that. Like, mm-hmm. you know, she'll buy me bike shorts or mm-hmm. whatever, you know. Like, and I'm like, huh, okay. That's and cool. It, this and is, it's yeah. grown on me, and I know it's her way of showing yeah. it. Yeah. But, you well, At know. least you, you know that, though. Right. I mean, you know yeah. what she's doing. Right, so, so it's still hard to wrap it around. Is that's a, a love thing it, it, to me, you know? Mm-hmm. So, but okay, you know, well, yeah. you know, it, well, no. you know, here's another thing though: is maybe I'm going too deep again, but you know, in this consumeristic society that we live, it's so easy just to buy something really fast, mm-hmm. yeah, and because you're just quick thinking about them, and oh, that's his size, you know, so and she it, buys it for yeah. you, but but you know. So we those lines can get blurred of forgetting that someone really put some thought 
about yeah. into me. And rather than just, oh, they just picked this up at the store because they just saw impulse item or something. Right. But it can be both. To, to, it, can be both. <laughs> it can be both. It can be both. But, you know, in the old days, you'd have to make something, mm-hmm. stitch well, somebody. That can be, but that can also be under gifts, too. If you, I mean, if you were to build someone like a bookshelf or something, it's like that's a gift that you really put some thought and effort into yeah you know so yes. so it doesn't have to be buying something i mean it could be any you know no, it could be I'm, anything, say, I'm saying you know? with consumerism and yeah with just yeah, buying yeah. stuff it can seem to us as cheap and just fast Sha- and almost, almost shallow almost shallow yeah. Yeah. yes well, I, I got a whole new way i'm spinning when i buy all this shit for myself <laughs> it's like you're out of control it's self-love, yeah. you're, self-love. Exactly. you're doing yeah. inner work phoebe yeah, read right. the book all right yeah. <laughs> like, if, yeah. if you read the book you'd understand you would you know, know that it this says is my love language to myself so yeah. stop riding me for spending this is so much alan's money. quality time yeah, to go exactly. back to two yeah, exactly. uh read number two just yeah refer yeah. to yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. the last one five is physical touch yep so that is that's i mean hand holding kissing hugging uh, well um, and there's so many sex, any, anything to... like that What's oxy, oxytocin con, stuff? Yeah, so you know? I was reading the other day about this loneliness epidemic that our country's having mm-hmm. and how many people don't get any physical contact and how it's bad for your health. It is. To not have that. So there oh, you go. of course Mr. it Man, is. Mr. Man, we're going to have to... We're gonna have to find you like a right. blow up doll or something. That's yeah. A warm, well, that's wet, well, that's the doll. thing. Yeah, I, I, nothing can replace the human touch, right. man. It no, just... it can't. And that's something I threw. I threw out a word there. This word oxytocin. So that is the the bonding hormone that our brain releases when we have physical contact with people. And in, in the first time it's supposed to be released in our life is when we're getting held by our mother. Right. And that's mm-hmm. and so it is the wow. and. That's why it's so important. And you can get that chemical through kissing, hugging, holding hands, something like that. And it's called, I mean, it's just, it's in our brain. You know, we need it. We need it. We need it. We need it. So that's pretty key. Yep. Well, Well, going back to number four, real fast, mm -hmm. gifts and gift giving. How do you receive compliments? That's maybe a talk for another day because that's, how do you receive compliments says a lot about us too. Well, that could be, that's that could be, that's a words of affirmation right. and that, and that's You're right. Yeah. So that would be words of affirmation. I see, I see what you were getting out there, but the, the words of affirmation thing, um, like I said, was, it's hard for me now. Cause I think now that I've been dealing with my shame and stuff, it's, it's to receive them or give them to receive them. Yeah. My, I'm really yeah. hard. Like Phoebe, it's, yeah. she'll, she'll say something. And I always like brush it aside. Yeah, I'll deflect you know? every single time. Right. Yeah, and and then I but I have to catch myself yeah. when I'm yeah. deflecting it, and I've had to teach myself to just receive it. Is like, and my my wife hates it too. You know, I'll give her compliments, and she just she gets all squirrely yeah. and like, See, Phoebe, you know, <laughs> like I just, I think that's really beneficial to her. You know, we are doing the whole like. Remember on this, if you watch South Park with the strong woman. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I was, yep. you know, she was going through rough stuff at work. I'd send her a little, you know, animated <laughs> gift of, of the strong woman, yeah. you know. So, um, yeah, but the, the word that, you know, the, the words of affirmation are tough for me. And, and, you know, Chris and I went to watch one of our friend's band play the other night and our former band member who we 
first played music with came up to me. He's like, Hey, I listened to your episode of the podcast. And I'm like, yeah, he goes, you're way too hard on yourself. And immediately I was like, no, I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) Mind your own business. Yeah. I'm as hard as my, I'm as hard on myself as necessary. Okay. (laughs) I can be as hard on myself as I want to be. Yeah. Yeah. How's the band? Yeah. That was like the whole words of affirmation. Like I even was like, no, no, you're wrong. Don't say that. You know, maybe I am. I don't know. I've listened. I haven't listened to that episode because it's my episode. I listened to all the episodes other ones just to see how they you know flow but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um so it's kind of some of those things are hard to take so like they, they yeah. are but then but then once if we focus on that though we can go we can really start digging into the muscle from that though is like why don't i like receiving compliments exactly. each one of <laughs> these know? though just just yeah. fractals out so yeah. much that it definitely just... does and that that di- well, that digs that into that self-exploration that whole yes guilt shame anxiety yep you know? there you yep. go exactly <laughs> whole nother yeah. can of worms there yeah. whole nother yeah. conversation yeah. but i've already failed because uh i i was <laughs> taking gifts as a is the word, but you guys corrected me. It is number one. That's all right. Affirmation. That's all right. An hour into this, and I've already failed. So <sighs> we'll talk about your shame and guilt over here, bud. How's that going for you? <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh right? god. All right. Well, do we have do we have anything else on this? I know you've been, Alan. You've been thinking a lot. Is yeah, there any other thoughts you got? Or well, you know, I, th- I mean, the the problem with me is it takes. A while to digest it yeah of course and then yeah you know like tomorrow i'll be like oh yeah i got a million things to to question mm-hmm. um so maybe we could have another conversation yeah, we could have another it, conversation you know? or maybe we all read this book or i'll read the book or see if my wife wants to read the book and then we can circle back to it and mm-hmm. see what we think yeah, so, I mean that's uh, that's always yeah, possible. Yeah, it's you know, I mean, so basically, I was kind of just running scenarios through my head and and trying to figure out which way I am and which way my wife is. Um, yeah, which is you know, important to start thinking about, right, you know. But right. we could we could even talk because I I still want to cover since we're doing this psychoeducational kind of some of these topics when we don't have guests in here. I do want to cover communication styles, and we could probably lump yeah. in the second half of that into communication styles because it, I mean, boundaries, communication Huge. styles, love languages, they're all they're all they're all cut from the same cloth. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, yeah, it's like a giant spider web. Oh, it sure is. It's oh, all the same. Oh yeah, yep, You yep. tear into one. I'm telling you, you cannot see this thing. No, nope, you and cannot. If you're being honest. If you're being really honest with yourself, you mm-hmm. just keep you keep going. That's why when uh, you you just don't dare say you know life is so great in sobriety, and it's a hell of a lot better than it ever used to be. But it's just not a bed of roses. It's work, well, but that's oh, the yeah. beautiful yeah, work, I mean, man. It's mm-hmm. the hope. It's what gives us hope, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's well, the possibility. John F. Kennedy said, you know, and he was born with a silver spoon in his mouth that life is hard you know mm-hmm. right we all know it yeah and anyone and kyle you sent me that thing about the facebook thing like you know about how your life <laughs> yeah i hope i hope your life is as good as it looks on social media or yeah. something like that oh, or yeah. Yeah. yeah or say like, know yeah. Not, you know yeah yeah we know i mean that. you see a epidemic of all kinds of like rich famous people offing themselves so you know they're not happy i mean yeah right it's a dopamine hit 
know, whereas we just talked oct- oxytocin. I'd much rather get that than yeah, you know, right. That's that's more fulfilling. Yeah, it's more real. I mean, dopamine is dopamine. You need a little bit every now and then, right? Yeah, yeah. So you need those attaboys, which kind of is your words of affirmation. <laughs> exactly. You know, <laughs> we always used to laugh. You know, in the brewery when we go out into the restaurant part, and you just see these like damaged waiter types and we discussed them before the thing and my our friend the honey badger would always be like well that kid didn't get enough attaboys growing up (laughs) (laughs) yeah you know like really they're just like craving you know someone to say they've done a good job or you know hey (laughs) wow you put your pants on today good for you you know so um yeah anyhow well right on yeah well thanks for bringing that in today yeah, I'm glad. I'm. I mean, I'm, this is. It's helped me quite a bit within relationships, and I, you know, I gotta continue to utilize it. God, I have dang. to. Well, it always I mean, takes work. I mean, it, oh, everything yeah. in life takes work, and if you don't maintain it, I mean, look at anything. Practice. Yes. Yeah. Your, your cars, your yard. Yeah. Anything. Your anything. relationships. If you don't put the effort in to maintain it, it's gonna break. Mm-hmm. Which brings us to step five in the cycles of change right there, maintenance. And your maintenance is practice. Mm -hmm. And, yeah. Well, you're doing yours, man. My hat's off to you. And Styly, keep up the great... Great work. The hey, investigation. Hey, look at me. Attaboy. Look at me. Eye contact. Eye contact. Yeah. Look All, right. The eye. All right, let's get some <laughs> gratitudes in here there, oh, boys. Yeah. What do you guys got? Crow, why don't you go first? Oh there, man, buddy? I'm gonna start with my health. Oh yeah. Whew. It's just awesome. I'm just um feeling great um every day. Um so that's my number one. Um, my number two is my friends and family. Just love them. Love them. Everything's just going great. And everything's going great in their worlds, which is really cool. Um, which is just a blessing, big time. And, uh, um, boy, I'm just going to be grateful for what I get to do, for again, for a living. And how I get to... The opportunities that sobriety has brought me to show up in the world and just do the best that I can do. And I've been just blessed with a hell of an opportunity to do that, um, you know, in the recovery addiction thing that I feel that I work in. So I'm just super stoked about that. Not all the time. You know, it's not. I share stories with you, too. But it's it gets tough. But I love it. That's awesome, man. That's why three, man. I'm sticking to them. Awesome. All right. I got... Mine are all going to be based around relationships today. I'm I'm grateful for all my relationships. I'm grateful for you guys. I love being able to come over here and sit down and have these conversations and kind of, you know, challenge my own perceptions. And you guys challenge my perceptions. You guys teach me stuff. And... We always have a good energy in here. It's just, it's, uh, you know, I like talking to you guys, you know, I'm really glad we started, we started doing this podcast together. You learn me. Yeah. You learn me some stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And I am, I'm grateful for, I'm also grateful for my wife. Um, we've been, you know, we've been dealing with communication stuff, of course, 
and you know learning how to how to talk to each other and be patient with each other and advocate for our needs and meet the needs of the other people all the kind of stuff we were talking about today and, and um I you know I lo- I I love her to death and she's working her ass off and trying the best as she can to get through everything that she's dealing with and I'm incredibly grateful for her and how she shows up for me every single day. And I'm also grateful for one of my other buddies that lives out in Arizona right now and he's um this guy th- this is actually the guy that was with me if for anyone who has listened to my story the guy that was with me that night that um our buddy shot himself and him and i have been you know we we actually had a conversation the other night that we we were with another guy that night and there was kind of two paths you know that we either learn from it and we grow from it or we let it take us down and we drown and the other guy that we were with let it take him down and he's drowning right now and him and I um, have really taken it to heart, have learned from it and grow from it. And I've seen this, I've seen this guy um, grow in ways that I, I'm just so proud of this guy. He's finishing his master's degree with a 4.0 right now. He's, wow. he's one of the smartest fucking people I know. Wow. Um, he's got a, you know, he's got a great heart on him. And he's, you know, working through some stuff within his relationships and his personal growth. Um, you know, he's he's looking for solutions with everything that he struggles with. Like, I'm, I'm so fucking proud of this guy. And I'm super grateful to call him my friend. No um, doubt. I want yeah. to meet him. Yeah. And what do you got there, buddy? Well, you know, I kind of go on the same thing. I was, you know, a lot of times I'm grateful for whatever, you know, food or water, or moderately clean air. Uh, first one I'm going to say is, uh, the, I'm grateful that this podcast is still moving forward. Mm-hmm. We had a few weeks where we weren't doing stuff and <laughs> it kind of sucks to not do it. And it kind of, you know, start worrying, you're going to lose momentum and it's just going to all collapse. Cause mm-hmm. you know, I, I sent you that little diagram of how to get things done with the little circle with the little arrows everywhere, the mm-hmm. one big arrow. So we're kind of on the big arrow now with a little momentum and you know um so kind of grateful for that uh i'm grateful for the honey badger my friend um he helped me get the engine in the bus and uh he's gonna he came over and helped me try it with the transmissions not working right but he's gonna come over tomorrow and help me kind of pull everything around and see if we can get it aligned better and if not i'm sure he'll help me pull it all out which is probably gonna have to happen so that dude has been there for you a lot yeah third time's the charm yeah Yeah. he's a good dude uh so that's two and then i'm grateful for my wife uh i think after we'll be married 19 years this september and i think she's finally getting used to how uh, i show some love is by giving shit so (laughs) i used to be she'd get angry but i think she's starting to dawn on her when i'm like you know kind of making fun of her in a loving light-hearted way that it's not me being mean it's flirting yeah (laughs) i do the same thing although there is like you know one week every month that you gotta like 
be a little less that way. <laughs> a little less flirtatious. Because <laughs> <Yes. know? laughs> it's, it's uh, not taken quite the same way. So mm-hmm. uh, she's awesome. And, uh, you know, she busts her ass and hard worker. And You are lucky on that one, yeah, Styles. I, 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 uh, I scored. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, you did. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, she's a pretty, pretty freaking awesome. So... And, you know, that's three, but I love my dogs. I'm always grateful yeah. for them, even though they make noise in the podcast and, you know, they poo. <laughs> <laughs> How dare they? <laughs> dare. And they barf. Sometimes they barf and sometimes oh, they wake yeah. me up in the middle of the night because they're out barking at whatever's going on. Or, but, man, they bring so much joy to my life and, yeah. you know, they make me smile. So, yeah. Right that's on. awesome, man. Well, thanks, thanks guys. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for um listening for all the listeners and we're gonna we're gonna try to get some guests in here we're gonna start we're gonna do some more psychoeducational stuff yeah yeah and uh, we're gonna keep pushing forward with what we got here well thank you everyone for listening and we will catch you on the next episode bye now all right who's got the bowl kyle pass me the bowl